This is Andrew Schultz. I'm the sales manager for CHS Ag Services. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear from Tyler Donaldson and Whitney Pittman as well. Got a line of snow, heavy at times, continuing to work its way across the northern plains. Pretty long system, not very wide, but it's long, stretching all the way from central Colorado up into Ontario. Winter storm warnings remain in place for eastern North Dakota into Manitoba and Ontario, with two to six inches of snow expected. It's the winds gusting to 45, 50 miles an hour, causing blizzard conditions and whiteouts in the open areas. And while the weather over the next 24 hours feels more like winter, there's still potential for growers to make it in the field early. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Farm management analyst Kent Tesey says while some producers are on strict crop rotations, we could see a shift in planting intentions this spring considering crop prices and inputs. They kind of raise about the same amount each year now. There are some situations, uh, probably some larger farms where they may be move some acres around. If, if anything, I think uh, in some areas and certainly nationwide, I think we might see a few more soybean acres this year. Increase in soybean acres and corn acres uh, may stay the same or possibly drop off a little bit just because of the investment cost. And uh, neither one right now uh, pencils out very good from a you know budgeting cash flow standpoint, but I think just the lower investment with soybeans. Small grains may see a surge jumps in the picture that might pencil out a little better this year is probably wheat. The uh, price of wheat is still uh, relatively strong compared to corn and soybeans and your lower cost of investment. So I think as you get out in some areas that raise a little more small grain, uh, and especially if the weather's nice early here, we might see a little more spring wheat go in the ground. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Of course, we'll in March, we'll get that planning intentions report at the end of March, which is always a big uh, kind of a first real hard data looking at uh, actual planning data. And uh, that can be a market mover one way or the other. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. The National Ag Statistics Service's Crop Values 2023 Summary Report says Minnesota's field and miscellaneous crops were valued at $14 billion in 2023. That's down 17% from 2022. Corn for grain totaling $7.19 billion, down 22% from the previous year. Minnesota's corn price averaged $4.75 per bushel. It's $1.52 less than last year. Soybean production valued at $4.37 billion, down 16% from last year. Minnesota's soybean price averaged $12.50 per bushel, down $1.60 from a year ago. Spring wheat production was valued at $578 million, down 14% from a year ago. National Ag Statistics Service Crop Values 2023 Summary reports that South Dakota's field and miscellaneous crops valued at $8.29 billion for 2023. That's down 6% from the previous year. The value of corn production totaling $3.84 billion, down 11% from the previous year. South Dakota's corn price averaged $4.50 a bushel, $2 less than a year ago. Soybean production valued at 2.77 billion bushels in South Dakota. That is up 2% from last year. 
The uh, average soybean price, $12.40 a bushel, down $1.70 from a year ago. Winter wheat production in South Dakota valued at $248 million, down 25% from a year ago. And uh, the uh, National Ag Statistics uh, report says North Dakota's field and miscellaneous crops valued at $10.6 billion. That is down 4% from 2022. Value of corn production totaling $2.42 billion, up 14% from the previous year. North Dakota's corn price averaging $4.45 per bushel. It's $1.71 less than last year. Soybean production was valued at $2.69 billion, down 1% from last year. Average soybean price $12.30 per bushel, down $1.40 from a year ago. Spring wheat production valued at $1.9 billion, down 17% from a year ago. Average spring wheat price $7.10 per bushel. That's down and 64 cents from last year. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota Turkey Executive Director Ashley Coles returning from Texas where the National Turkey Federation met. Uh, Coles says it's a chance to discuss issues facing the industry from across the country. The National Turkey Federation annual meeting took place in Austin, Texas, and the National Turkey Federation annual meeting is uh, is a really diverse group of folks from across the turkey industry, from all sectors of the turkey industry. So we have growers, industry veterinarians, you know, allied or supporting industry, food service, and then the processing industry that gather collectively to discuss current issues, but then also to brainstorm and, and talk about how to continually innovate the turkey industry um, kind of all in one place. Cole says uh, another highlight of the meeting was a change in leadership from one Minnesotan to another. We said our thank yous to Steve Lickin with Genio Turkey Store based out of Wilmer uh, for the service to the turkey industry in 2023 as chairman of the National Turkey Federation and welcomed John Zimmerman up into the chairman's seat. So John is a turkey grower from Northfield. And so not only do we have back-to-back chairmen of our national organization from Minnesota, uh, we also have solid representation. So from somebody in the processing industry to now a grower, which I think highlights the diversity of the turkey industry um, and is exciting for, for Minnesota, which is number one in turkey reduction, to uh, have those types of leaders within the state of Minnesota. The new National Turkey Federation president, John Zimmerman, says following the national convention, there are several issues the organization will continue to work on throughout 2024. We've been dealing with the largest foreign animal disease outbreak, the Hypath avian influenza outbreak that started around 2020, and that's still continuing now. And it's getting to the point where we're kind of under the expectation that we're going to have to learn to live with this. So we're uh, definitely researching different options to um, still control the outbreak and potentially maybe use a vaccine in the future if we can get government approval and our trading partners approval for that. And we also have some other animal diseases that have cropped up in recent past. And, and, and the normal issues we always talk about, we have uh, concerns with CO2 shortage, labor shortages, things like that. And there's also a promotional element. We have some really good promotional programs going on now. Zimmerman says disease preparedness across the animal ag industry is a major priority. Yeah, in the 2018 Farm Bill, we had the APAD, which is the Animal Protection and Disease Preparedness Program, put into there. And we're hoping to maintain the funding, obviously, moving forward. And then as we look to the future on handling, you know, potentially um, depopulations around foreign animal diseases, whether it's high-path avian influenza or in the swine industry, African swines, we just want to make sure that the resources are there to handle that 
and God forbid if we have to deal with two of those type of diseases at once, that USDA has the necessary resources to help our farmers, uh, you know, mitigate the, uh, handle the response. Grain markets put in a pretty directionless day yesterday, lacking fresh news to push the market one way or another. AgMarket.net market analyst Jacob Burke says the path of least resistance, though, remains lower. We've been leaned the other way. The market's still tilting uh, that one direction. But, you know, we've had some little uh, you know, weekly opportunities where we thought, okay, here we go. This is where we're going to find it. And, and then we come back and we sell it again. Last week was one of the first weeks where it felt like the bottom just, you know, it feel like it's almost rolling over a little bit, if you, if you will, of that analogy. But, uh, you know, we broke a lot of support last week. We broke a lot of just psychological you know, trading through $4. So uh, the market did feel like it had spilt over a little bit. Uh, maybe Friday's uh, option expiration was a little bit of a washout. I mean, right now you're, you're you're putting yourself in a position where you you have to wait and let the market prove to you that that's what happened by by seeing some recovery, by seeing a couple of days in a row of a positive trade. So, we'll, we'll, it's it's it to be determined, I guess, uh, is the answer right now. Bergs hopes the market can find some stability. But the back and forth trade, I think, right now is just hopefully finding a little bit of stability. Hopefully, we kind of flush some of this uh, uh, panic selling, maybe if you will, uh, out last week. And maybe we're able to catch a bid, and you know I don't know how much of a, of a true rally that we're expecting, but just finding some, you know, to, to stop the downdraft right now is what the market's looking for, and you know that's where we got to start there before we get into any type of movement up. The House Agriculture Trade Caucus has sent a letter to the Biden administration, urging them to make agriculture a priority in its trade agenda. Nearly 30 House members signed the letter calling for trade agreements that open markets and reduce trade barriers. South Dakota Congressman Dusty Johnson is one of the co-chairs of that bipartisan trade caucus. Go to the Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com. You can sign up for the weekly FarmNet News e-newsletter. You can also download this broadcast as well as follow us on Facebook and X, all at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. National Potato Council has released its second annual report on the economic contributions of the U.S. potato industry. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Tyler Donaldson has more. The report, which was conducted by researchers at Michigan State University, covers the period between 2022 and 2023. According to National Potato Council President Bob Mativi, the report covered economic activity generated by American-grown potatoes. The results of the study are eye-opening and informative. They show that in July 2022 through June 2023, the U.S. exported $2.2 billion in potatoes and potato products, which generated around $4.78 billion dollars in economic activity and it supported approximately 34,000 U.S. jobs throughout the value chain. Mativi goes on to say that more trade opportunities would expand these economic benefits even further. So based upon some conservative yet achievable expansion in foreign market access and market maturity in places like Canada, Japan, Mexico, South Korea, other East Asian and Middle Eastern markets, we found that the U.S. gross domestic product could increase by another $1 billion with more than 5,000 domestic jobs that would be supported as a result of that expansion. That was National Potato Council President Bob Mativi. 
For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Checking markets before we leave you this morning. A little firmer now across the board. Uh, wheat Minneapolis, nine cents higher. Chicago May wheat's up three quarters of a penny. Kansas City's up four and a quarter. May corn, a penny higher. July corn's up one and a quarter. May soybeans are 11 and three quarter higher. And November soybeans are up nine and three quarters. Canola's up $4.20 a metric ton. On the farm calendar, here's a sure sign of spring, although it doesn't feel like it today. Uh, the uh, NDSU sugar beet planter test stand schedule is out. We're in at the Mindac Farmers Co-op uh, and the Renville uh, Co-op uh, today, or rather all week, all week long here, Tuesday through Thursday. And then next week, we move over to the uh, Klein Farm Shop by Kennedy on next week, Monday. That's the uh, NDSU sugar beet planter test stand schedule. 2024 Crop Pest Identification and Management School, February 27th and 28th, today and tomorrow. It'll be in Fargo at the Fargo Dome. Uh, let's see, that gets underway, I believe, at... Uh, do they give me a time on that? Uh, I don't see one there uh, on that one. Also, uh, the uh, Commodity Classic under gets underway in Houston tomorrow, and it runs out through March the 2nd. Premium Ag Solutions uh, Ag Day coming up uh, to, on Thursday, the 29th. That'll be at Hitterdahl, four and a half miles east of Hitterdahl at Premium Ag Solutions site. Lunch will be uh, provided there. Also, South Dakota State University Extension hosting a conference for women in agriculture coming up March 1st and 2nd. That'll be held in Fort Pierre. Carefully have to be if you have to be out on the roads there. It's nasty out this morning. Have a great day, everyone. This is the Red River Farm Network.